Hi, this is Benjamin from the UK true crime podcast, They Walk Among Us. Brought to you by AMC Networks, Shudder is a premium streaming experience that provides a multi-sensory dive into fantastical worlds, offering the very best of old and new horror. Discover films and series that covers the entire horror spectrum, including highly anticipated new releases like The Boy Behind the Door and Psycho Gorman, to giants of the horror genre like The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween. What's more, you can watch one of my all-time favourite films, Mandy, a spiralling, surreal, bloody journey of revenge with visuals that are simply mind-blowing. Exceptional originals, movies, TV series and live events, there's always something new and unexpected for Shudder members to experience. Sign up at Shudder.com Is Lisa Scottley just creating a new alter ego, which is Michelle Visage? Like Daniel and Natasha Bedingfield, and never (laughs) seen in the same room together. This is The Brunch. This is The Brunch. Please welcome Rob and the GDC. Hello, welcome to The Brunch with me, Rob and the GDC. Coming up on this episode, we speak to Laura Kay, author of queer rom-com The Split. We talk about steps, love Victor, Lance Bass's plans for a super disco. But first, we ask if there's any rules from the pandemic you'd like to keep. Good morning, G. Happy Easter. Welcome back. Oh, happy Easter, Rob. It's nice to be back, isn't it? It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I heard a ding dong whilst we were playing Carly Minogue. Um, I can't even tell uh, you how stressed out I've been (laughs) this morning waiting for this delivery that was going to arrive at some point between nine and one o'clock. And I thought, guaranteed, it's going to happen bang on ten as as we go live. And I'll be like, sorry, everyone, I've got to dash off and get this delivery. It was quite well timed, though, like very neatly whilst the song was playing. Um, I know Mm. what you've just received um, and you've just sent me a picture of it. It is the most indulgent Easter cake I have ever seen in my life. It's a cheesecake topped with basically every kind of chocolatey sweet Easter thing you can ever imagine from cream eggs to little corn, chocolate cornflake cakes to, I mean, it's, and this thing is epic. It's, it's so big. very colourful. And <laughs> I, I opened the door and this guy was like with this epic box and I went, oh my God, my family are going to die. And you, 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 oh, yeah, you had this conversation. <laughs> and the delivery man went, yeah, literally. <laughs> I mean, all arteries closing, and a, me trying to squeeze that into the fridge was quite, quite a fun, fun task, wow. and I failed. Your family are in for a treat later on. Yeah, um, getting together um, now that we can do that outside and social yeah. distance, of course. Um, I went out for a for a walkabout on Good Friday. It's quite sunny, quite pleasant. I have to say, I found it all a bit overwhelming. All of these <laughs> people suddenly, suddenly in the world in my space. Yeah. How did you cope with it? Did you did you just sort of steer well clear? Did you find yourself a quiet little spot? Uh, head, I head down, kept moving at pace. Um, also because <laughs> I was on my own. I was like, everyone's having a lovely time in groups of six plus. <laughs> I'm just wandering around like this still on full on lockdown. <laughs> it's like, you've definitely got no friends. <laughs> the reading that was going on in my head. There um, was definitely quite a large number of groups over six. Uh, yes, but it's very hard days. to know, isn't it? Because you can be more than six if you are only two households. Anyway, let's... Is that the rule? Yeah. Yeah, so you can be two households of eight, so you can have a party of 16. So it's very difficult to know, uh, I think. Right, so basically, 
I just need to find whoever I know that's got the most people in their house to have a party with. Yeah, right? like one of those families from a Channel 4 documentary about <laughs> 21 kids and counting. <laughs> My new yeah. best friends. Um, <laughs> well, well I th- what I thought, what I realised when I went out and, and encountered all these people and became a bit overwhelmed by it was there. there's kind of is an optimum level of lockdown, which I'm very comfortable with, <laughs> where there are rules that really do facilitate an enjoyable world for me. Um, so I thought, well, maybe... Maybe we could keep some of the rules or just introduce some new ones because everyone's quite used to, like, as a society, we're very used to having some rules now. Please, um, can you release a single covering Dua Lipa, Rob's new rules? <laughs> yeah, these are my new one. rules. Well, yes, one, um, no kickabouts. Um, so this happened whilst I was out. There was a group of lads with the beers having a kickabout. And that, that, that thing happened where you hear, you think, don't, don't, I, the ball doesn't come to me because I don't know how to respond to a football approaching my feet. <laughs> And I've had the year of not having to worry about that. And I heard the thwack. And I thought, oh, no. So no kickabouts. Never want to hear a thwack of a football ever again in public. Right. In your own garden, fine. But if I'm around, no. Um, Children, fine, but must play silently at all times. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to make you really popular, that one. I think it might. Um, One more. One more. (laughs) Yeah. uh, uh, designated screened-off areas for recording TikToks because I don't want to. I don't want to have to feel your embarrassment for you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you've got any rules you would like introduced or kept from the pandemic, do let us know this morning at Queerly Radio on Twitter. You can find us on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Queerly Radio. I think you can also email us now, thebrunch at queerlyradio.com. Well, there we are. We've got very You've covered all tech, bases. haven't we? Uh-huh. This is The Brunch with Rob and the GDC. What's going on with Steps at the minute? Where is Lisa Scott Lee? Yeah, this is weird, isn't it? So they did. They basically did an announcement this week releasing the official music video of this version with Michelle Visage in it. Um, with the four members of Steps together in one room. So it was Claire, Faye, H and Lee. And then Lisa Scott Lee who is transmitting intermittently from Dubai with her bad Wi-Fi signal, which she pointed out several times, and then Michelle Visage on a separate link. And they, yeah, they really were making a point of going, Lisa, it was so good you were able to do the video, wasn't it, all the way from Dubai? And I've watched the video, literally. (laughs) They've just stuck, Lisa's in a room on her own, doing a few sways and a few points at camera, and then the rest rest of them are in a room doing a choreography. They've got a full full set build, and Lisa's got Lisa on her balcony in Dubai. So I understand that she's stuck in Dubai because of travel restrictions, and, but there's, there's, it feels like there's more going on in the background here. Um, They appeared on the Graham Norton show on uh, Friday night. Right. Um, the best part of that was Ms. Michelle Visage got uh, top billing, full guest <laughs> entitlement. Her own chair was present for the duration of the show. And then Steps got brought on at the end to do the song and have a quick chat. <laughs> um, and they didn't mention Lisa's absence until very near the end when they spoke about the tour. And then uh, and then they had to sort of say, oh, Lisa will be joining us for the tour. She'll be back for that. It <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it must be difficult having, like, she's got her life, she's got her family in Dubai. It must be difficult going back backwards and forwards. But, you know, you're part of steps. What's your conspiracy here? Do you think she's already left then? I don't know. No, I don't. I don't know. I think, I think it's tense, isn't it? And uh, it feels a bit like Michelle Visage has replaced her, but nobody's prepared to talk about it, least of all the members of Steps. 
<laughs> I also think it's really interesting that you've never seen Michelle Visage and Lisa Scott Lee in the same room, which begs the question, is Lisa Scott Lee just creating a new alter ego, oh, which is Michelle Visage? Like Daniel and Natasha Bedingfield, and <laughs> never seen in the same room together. Well, look, I hope it's all happy in Steps World, really, because that song's great. We could have a few more of those, couldn't we? We could, and their, their latest album was an absolute banger banger fest i well, love it they've got another another album coming in september so as far Are as you know they're still going we're just being gossips we're just we being, being gossips, gossips. stop it then this is the brunch with rob and the gdc time now for a guest on the brunch we welcome laura k author of the queer rom-com the split good morning laura welcome to the brunch thank you um, great to have you with us i absolutely love the book really refreshing to read a queer rom-com yeah, like I I always wanted to read a queer rom-com um, and so I wrote one. <laughs> well, what an approach if it's something like <laughs> yeah. make it yourself. Um, yeah. So I, I guess without giving anything away, just give us a bit of a taste of, of what the book's about. Yeah, sure. So the book is about a woman named Ali who is dumped by her girlfriend and moves back to Sheffield to live with her dad. And when she's there, she reunites with her childhood friend, Jeremy, who's also going through a rubbish time, gone through a breakup, and together they decide they're going to run the Sheffield Half Marathon in an attempt to sort of attract the attention of their exes, uh, if not win them back. Um, and she has also stolen the cat of her ex-girlfriend. Crucially, um, the cat. Yeah, <laughs> very important point, yes. Um, it's an interesting mix, half marathons, uh, lots of baked goods and a breakup. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. seemingly go together pretty well. <laughs> Good, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> um, one of the things I really liked about the book was that it's set in Sheffield. Yeah, I knew that I wanted to write about Sheffield. I lived in Sheffield for six years, and it made a huge impression on me. And I, I, yeah, I love the city, and I knew that writing about running in Sheffield had just so much potential because anyone who's been to Sheffield knows it is of hills <laughs> which is perfect <laughs> for those comedy moments perfect. during yes. marathon training yeah. um obviously the book's book is out there now but what's the response been like in the lead up from people who have read the book and, and spoken to you about it it's been really incredible i have had so many messages from people just saying how much they love the book and how nice it's been to read um about people just like them and just like their friends um and yeah I mean it's I've been overwhelmed to be honest like because I I just wrote a book that I really enjoyed writing and I thought it was really fun and yeah it's been so great to have such a lovely response it is a really fun book um it's it's nice to have uh, you know a queer fiction that isn't in any way kind of loaded with tragedy or there's not really a coming out story to it that's all kind of just dealt with and then this is just straightforward really in its in its telling of their their lives and what's happening to them um full of humor as well a lot of that humor centers around uh, malcolm the cat um, <laughs> just tell us a bit more about the role malcolm plays in the story because he's kind of a, a pivotal figure throughout he is he's a major character so um malcolm is um well, Ali and Emily's horrible cat that they shared, um, but really Emily's cat. And Ali, yeah, takes him back up to Sheffield with her, sort of as a bargaining chip. And um, 
he is horrible and he is inspired by my own cat um, who I love madly and is just so dismissive of me, not interested and a total diva. Um, and yeah, I, I love him and I think he's so funny and uh, I, I wanted Malcolm to have those qualities. It's funny because every person in the in the story has a different relationship with him, which is mm. which is kind of an amazing complexity to to bring out in a pet within a story. But <laughs> it really does like he has a sort of different mode for everyone he encounters, and everyone sort of feels slightly differently about him. Would you, if there were to be a film or TV series, would you cast your own cat as Malcolm? <laughs> Oh, I, I would if I could. <laughs> I mean, there's absolutely no way he'd do it. He, he's not doing anyone any favours. And uh, yeah, I don't think um, anyone would like to work with him. But uh, I'd, I'd, uh, he looks the part. Very fluffy, very gorgeous. But touch him and, you know, take your life in your hands. He'd be an absolute diva on set, you think? The most, yeah. <laughs> um, I think we should play a song here uh, and we'll come back and speak to you some more in a minute. There are some sort of key songs featured in the story yes. um one of them is sailor v by bewitched so i think we should play that amazing with Sailor V on the brunch we're still talking to Laura Kay that song as a, a, a sort of pivotal moment in your book The Split which seems unlikely yeah. but just tell us without giving anything away why that song so, is important uh, <laughs> um, so there is a really incredible um, gay club in Sheffield called Dempsey's which um, heavily inspired the club in the book Tom's and the music in there is amazing. It's completely eclectic. And, you know, there's, I mean, they do accept requests. And, um, <laughs> you know, the later the night gets, the cheesier and wilder the requests get. And I just have so many memories from that place with, like, a ludicrous soundtrack, like, insane soundtrack. And um, I wanted, like, some of that to come across, that you, where you get that, like... Um, shame the next day and you think like I don't know you like hear something and you think oh why is that like giving me that response and yeah I just felt like the witch say la vie I really enjoyed that moment I thought it was it's just it's just like you know what's happening at that point but against the soundtrack it's just kind of perfect um, <laughs> alright I've got a quick game for you it's very okay. quick and it is okay. a quick game of would you rather which is probably like slightly the wrong name for it, but you'll basically pick one of these. So you've got to Go pick on. between Malcolm or Cake. Malcolm. Malcolm, easy. Um, this is slightly harder. Jeremy or Joe? Jeremy. See, I thought you'd go Jeremy. I love him. Yeah. Um, Dad's house or houseboat? Dad's house. Yeah. I'm good. not a houseboat. Right, that's it. Person. That's the three I had. But I, can't, I can't ask any more or I'll blow the whole story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the split is out now are you currently writing is there something else on the way yeah so I've actually finished book two um it is with my editor as we speak 
um, which should be out next year. So, yeah, 2022. And I know, I know a lot of authors don't like to give anything away or aren't allowed to. So if you're not, they'd say, absolutely not, and we'll move on immediately. But can you tell me anything? Um, there is going to be even more um, lesbian drama and um, queer friendships and good fun. And, yeah, it's not set in London once again. Excellent. Any more Bewitched? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but lots of music features. <laughs> Could work it in. Could work it in. Yeah. Um, good. The Split is out in the world, your debut book. Um, are there any books by other people that you've read that you're excited about this year? I have just finished reading um, a proof copy of Matt Cain's new novel, which comes out in May. It's called The Secret Life of Albert Entwistle. And it is such a gorgeous book. It's just lovely. It has everything that you want. Like it is, it makes me laugh. It made me cry. And it's just a perfect summer read. And I really hope it gets massive. It deserves to. Thank you so much for joining us, Laura. It's been a pleasure to talk to you about a book that I really enjoyed. And it's always fun. Um, so if you're listening, The Split by Laura Kay is out now. Thank you for having me. Hello, this is Hannah from Red Handed. Would you like to watch something scary? Like, really scary. So scary you'll hide behind the sofa. Then you need Shudder. Shudder is the ultimate streaming service. If you like heart-racing thrillers, the mind-bending supernatural, and a good old gut-wrenching horror, discover an unbeatable collection of Hollywood classics and critically acclaimed new genre films that are sure to leave you feeling satisfied, if a little freaked out. Sign up now at Shudder.com. That's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com. Shudder. So good, it's scary. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. This is The Brunch with Rob and the GDC. I want to talk about a TV show which which you picked for one of your Queerly Loves a few weeks ago. And I've yes. been quite excited to, to finally watch um, because it's just just come out here in the UK on Disney Plus, um, based on the film Love Simon. The show is Love Victor, um, and I've written here in my notes, hate Victor, uh, which is quite in capitals. Strong. In yeah, capitals, so I got into this on Twitter a bit this week, and I'll read out what I tweeted, uh, and then we can discuss. Oh, did you get in an argument again? No, 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 no. Everyone's on my side this time, which is quite rare. Um, <laughs> so there's a quote in the show. He says, if there's a chance for me to be happy and normal, then why not try? Um, this is a Victor talking about the potential for him to uh, have a girlfriend, even though he is definitely gay. Um, and he said the word normal. Can I just yeah, check? Yeah, yeah. So normal. that's a quote from the show. And I oh. said, that might be the point at which I'm absolutely done with Luck Victor. This whole show feels like it was created or at least heavily produced by a straight person who has absolutely no understanding of how traumatising the scenario it represents actually is. I then added, they did get the Benji in a vest bit right. <laughs> because, you know, when I'm being serious, I like to just lighten the mood with one of my funny jokes. Um, so I tweet that. But I do, I've, uh, this show is it's annoying me because I can't stop watching it because they're dangling the carrot of will they, won't they? 
and mm-hmm. you don't laugh about Benji's carrot. And, I said um, nothing. I no, said nothing. No, but it's just, I, I, I don't know. There was a bit of hoo-ha, wasn't there, when this show first came out and it, it was supposed to be on Disney in the US and they moved it to um, one of the others, Hulu or whatever, because they felt that like the gay content might not sit well with the Disney brand or whatever. Um, and then there's been a thing here where the, the kind of age rating it's got seems disproportionately high and suggestions that that could be down to the like LGBT content of the show, obviously not a justifiable reason to give it a higher age rating. So, yeah, I'm just a bit agog with this whole Love, Victor thing. But it's also not... The thing is, I thought it was sort of billed as Victor coming to terms with sexuality and discovery and all that, but actually he kind of goes, oh, I'm a bit confused. I really fancy this girl. Yeah. that I mean, and then it sort of goes off on tangent. It's like, oh, we can't have too much of a gay theme. We, mm. We've got to inverted commas normalize it yeah it's That's so irritating i'm uncomfortable with it and i think the th- the conclusion i've come to is that the show has deliberately been made so it can be kind of read in two different ways like it can be watched by someone who is kind of consciously or unconsciously homophobic because it offers up the idea that he might save himself and he might get the girlfriend and he might be happy and if your mindset is to think that that is the correct outcome you could watch that show and and cheer him on and not feel particularly um you know, put off or outraged. But then it also, it kind of is, it's almost worse in the way it manipulates the, the queer audience because it's sort of saying, well, he won't, he will, he won't, he, and you, you know, you can see that the, the, the correct outcome is that <laughs> I've written in my notes, it plays to a gay audience by offering up the prospect that he might bonk Benji, which <laughs> sums it up perfectly. Bonk. Use the word bonk. Brilliant. <laughs> Oh dear. So anyway, I'm just a bit. Yeah, I don't know. Where are you? Have you are you up to date? Because I think it's coming out weekly now. Excuse the pun. Uh, I I got to three episodes and then I I shelved it. Okay, you parked it I, up. There's something quite there's something quite engaging about it that I wanted to see where it goes. But um, also I got I got I was getting irritated by the parent dynamic thing going on there. Oh yeah, I don't um, care about them. I know it's. I feel like. It's almost like the subplots in this are, are ramped up more than they would be normally because we've got to keep detracting away from the fact yeah. that the central character is possibly gay. Yeah, they're trying it's... to temper that that part of the story, aren't they, as well? Oh, well, there you go. I just wanted to talk about that. I wanted to get that off my chest this morning. Well, thank you for getting it off your chest. Um, uh, we'll just have to see if Benji's carrot... <laughs> dangles come, come sufficiently the um, for the conclusion one i am um, on twitter i just give a shout out to at joey knock who i was chatting to about this i said joey why can't i stop watching this terrible show and he said because we're waiting for that one emotional heartwarming moment where he comes out and someone says something quite vague but really loving and affirming to him and i think that sums it up nicely <laughs> um so there you go There we go. Love, Victor. Maybe we don't. I don't know. This is The Brunch with Rob and the GDC. You know how there's been all these markers of the pandemic where we've found particular activities that we've got to? Well, after one year and, uh, what, two weeks, I've reached the point where I finally decided that I would copy my nearly 20-year-old MP3 collection, which was burned onto CD-ROMs. Remember those? Wow. Um, onto a hard drive, preserving music history. I mean, these are packed full of songs that I ripped from my CD singles, stuff that I got off Napster. Yeah, what are you going to do? Arrest me. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're such a rebel. I put them on a hard drive. And uh, during the course of this, I found a, a forgotten remix of a song that you had already picked for today's show. 
Um, I so love I'm, this. So I've switched it in. So me going through basically music history, the museum of my MP3s, um, I found this remix of Crush by Jennifer Page. <gasps> and I've put it yes. in. Um, I, I, I did listen to it in full to do like a bit of quality control because, you know, the uh, old like rose-tinted spectacles of time <laughs> could have been placed on it. But actually, I think it's held up. Um, oh. So a little treat for you this morning from the archives. The quality is acceptable, um, <laughs> and there's not a radio presenter talking over the beginning and end. So oh, in that great, sense, good. it is a win. Um, but this is it. This is the dance remix of Crush by Jennifer Page. That was an absolute bop. What a great remix. And uh, the kind of song you might hear in the largest gay nightclub in the USA owned by NSYNC's Lance Bass. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want. What? 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 <laughs> It's not as tenuous as it sounds. Um, <laughs> former NSYNC member, Lance Bass. Bass? Bass? Bass, Are I we think. going fishy again? Yes, another fish reference. <laughs> he's been making post-pandemic plans. Um, he's apparently signed the lease to rent out a space in West Hollywood, which would be the largest gay nightclub in the US. Wow. Yeah, and apparently the, there's been lots of closures in West Hollywood. A number of gay bars and clubs are closed, as many places have done in the last year. Um, but uh, interestingly, the, the building's owners were wanting to find the right person, and he already is a partner in a restaurant lounge across the street. And um, yeah, they've they've gone with it, and uh, he's going to open a nightclub. <laughs> I thought when he said the right person, he went someone with bags of money, but he's obviously already <laughs> moved into that area of yeah. business. He has. Um, oh. you're, gonna, you're gonna need quite a large space for a nightclub, aren't you? Now, I guess. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine going to a nightclub? Not really. No, I'm not. Having not been to one in yeah quite some time. <laughs> I'm now. gonna pretend. Oh yeah, I was in one right up until the moment that lockdown <laughs> came in. So like, I've been in one for about five years, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the night before lockdown, we were clubbing. Yeah, up just try and get me off the dance floor. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, good for Lance Bass. I mean, that's got to be quite a big selling point, hasn't it? To getting people getting people back into a nightclub. It's going to be a slow process, though, I think. I think it is. And to be honest, the the best thing he can do on opening night is get the whole of NSYNC together and perform <laughs> Bye Bye Bye. Yeah. That would get them in. I'd see it. Well, why not? Why not? I mean, he's he's got the contacts. They're all still talking. Um, might struggle with uh, JT. Justin, why? Justin Timberlake. Do you not think he'd want to do it? NSYNC reunion? In a nightclub? Probably not, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think he's probably out. (laughs) That's it for this episode of The Brunch. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow the show wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, On next week's show, we're joined by Samuel Van Grinsven, writer and director of the new film Sequin in a Blue Room. Um, You can get in touch with us on Twitter at Queerly Radio. Uh, email thebrunch at queerlyradio.com and if you're on Apple Podcasts please do leave us a review don't forget you can hear The Brunch live every Sunday on Queerly Radio and listen again in full with all the songs at queerlyradio.com thanks for listening we'll see you next week look staying healthy isn't easy Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. 
But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. 